Hello, and welcome to the Restorate Care podcast for August 2019. The editor's choice for August is a reassessment of the Restorate Therapy Consult Service at the Cleveland Clinic two decades after its implementation. Chapman and colleagues evaluated therapy provided and whether therapy was indicated at the main campus and at two off-site hospitals. The overall rate of agreement was lower with the current consult service compared to historical data. This decline was primarily the result of inappropriate orders for bronchopulmonary hygiene. The authors conclude that success of a consult service requires ongoing vigilance. Colliff and Watts opine that this work supports standardized respiratory care approaches to attain greater adherence to evidence-based practice. They also suggest that a respiratory therapy consult service is not only a tool for improving patient care, but also a vehicle for enhancing the professional image of respiratory therapists. Baldomero et al. evaluated driving pressure ranges observed in mechanically ventilated subjects in a community hospital. They retrospectively analyzed ventilator parameters during the first day in the ICU and found that median driving pressure was higher for passive breathing compared to patient trigger breathing. They suggested the suggested safety thresholds for driving pressure were frequently violated more than half the time when focusing only on tidal volume and plateau pressure. They emphasized that at ventilator initiation, strict attention should be paid to patient triggering efforts when interpreting driving pressure. Sayeda and Fan contributed an accompanying editorial agreeing that questions regarding the validity of driving pressure as a surrogate for cyclic stress and the con- contribution of patient effort to measurement of driving pressure are important tenets in preventing ventilator-induced lung injury. They remind us that to date, the mathematical and physiological coupled measure of driving pressure has been identified as a marker of outcome, but that trials that use driving pressure as a target are necessary. Coitadel evaluated factors impacting implementation of a lung protective strategy in deeply sedated patients who were still triggering the ventilator. All subjects had mild ARDS and were on pressure control ventilation. Subjects were stratified based on a tidal volume above or below 8 milliliters per kilogram of predicted body weight. Interestingly, people's lower in the low tidal volume group, while opioids were more common in the high tidal volume group. They reported that metabolic alkalosis was slightly more common in the low tidal volume group and postulate that buffering might be an effective strategy in lung protection. Dean provides an insightful editorial highlighting the strengths and weaknesses of this trial. He astutely observes that more study is needed to determine if spontaneous inspiratory efforts are detrimental or beneficial in acute lung injury and whether these efforts can be modulated to the benefit of patients. Andrew et al. compared safety and the incidence of complications during extubation of 236 subjects with suctioning of the endotracheal tube during removal versus a positive pressure method with the subject still connected to the ventilator. There were no differences in overall complications, including the incidence of pneumonia or need for reintubation. However, major complications were fewer in the positive pressure extubation group. The authors concluded that the positive pressure approach was safe and offers some advantages over endotracheal tube suctioning during extubation. Dupree and co-workers evaluated the addition of a double trunk mask during high-flow nasal cannula therapy in subjects with hypoxemic respiratory failure. In subjects already receiving high-flow therapy, the addition of a double trunk mask resulted in significant increases in PaO2 without a change in PaCO2. In this instance, the mask serves as an oxygen reservoir, while the high flows prevent CO2 rebreathing. 
Alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency is a frequently under-recognized cause of chronic lung disease. Chirani and colleagues report on the association between delayed diagnosis and clinical status at the time of diagnosis in a small group of subjects. They demonstrated that a delayed diagnosis of alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency was associated with worse COPD-related symptoms and functional status. Their data reaffirmed that alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency testing should be accomplished in all ad adults with fixed airflow obstruction. Ratorianel evaluated gait and walk distance using an accelerometer during the six-minute walk test. They evaluated subjects with normal and high BMI. The addition of the accelerometer allowed the system to detect steps and U-turns and to calculate six-minute walk distance. This accelerometer was sensitive enough to characterize BMI-dependent differences in gait pattern. Nastires et al. evaluated the impact of race and ethnicity on 30-day readmission rates in COPD subjects. Using Medicare data, they evaluated readmissions in COPD subjects discharged over a 21-month period. Nearly 90% of the subjects in this study were white with black and Hispanic subjects contributing the remainder of the cohort. Overall, a readmission rate of 17% was seen. The authors conclude that racial and ethnic disparities in readmission rates may be explained by the more severe clinical profiles seen in minority populations. Martins et al. evaluated daily life activities in school children with asthma. In a 19-month cross-sectional study, they applied the T-glitter test to the pediatric subjects. They reported the reference equations for T-glitter P were developed for females and males, with age being the most influ influential predictive variable in the test. McDonald's and others studied the methods in which cystic fibrosis subjects manage their disease. Semi-structured interviews with adult CF subjects, family members, and healthcare providers demonstrated that participants' main concern was to be seen as normal. Study participants did not relate to the term non-adherent. Healthcare provider perspectives on adherence varied from subjects with cystic fibrosis. Individualizing treatment regimens through dialogue with patients and caregivers could prove successful because adults with CF want to do what works. The New Horizons Symposium presented in Las Vegas focused on issues surrounding ventilator-associated events. Clompus provides a review of the intent and definitions of VAE surveillance. The architect of the VAE paradigm, Clompus's paper details what VA surveillance and can accomplish and how VAE is not VAP. Wong and others describe the role of aerosolized antibiotics in the prevention and treatment of infectious ventilator-associated complications. In recent years, a number of studies have failed to demonstrate any benefit of aerosolized antibiotics. Piranha reviews the roles of specialty endotracheal tubes in preventing VAEs. While VAEs are associated with an increased duration of mechanical ventilation, increased ICU and hospital length of stay, and increased risk of mortality, most studies of specialty ET tubes fail to show a difference in these outcomes. Dexter and Scott review airway management techniques and their impact on VAEs. This includes management of cuff pressures and different suctioning techniques. Finally, Calais provides a review of the use of ventilator bundles and the instance of VAEs. The popular combination of a group of therapies, for instance, oral care, subglottic secretion drainage, and elevated head and bed, intended to reduce ventilator-associated pneumonia has not often used VAE as an outcome. Carlin contributes a year of review in sleep, reviewing the important papers published in the last calendar year. This includes research publications and statements and guidelines from major medical groups. We appreciate your listening to the Respiratory Care Podcast. 
To receive the content of this and past issues of the journal, visit our website at www.rcjournal.com. There you can also subscribe to receive podcasts of future issues. Thank you.